hope is something that we all have. But what is our hope in? And so in 1 Thessalonians, uh, Paul was writing about what hope we have and what hope some people don't have. And so I wanted just to ask you, what is, where do you put your hope? Or what are you hoping for? You know, as we, as we start December and we're thinking about Christmas and Christmas shopping and, and who Jesus is, and, but what else are we, I mean, what are we putting our hope in? Are we putting our hope in how our marriage is going or what kind of career we have or had? Are we putting our hope in what are we having for lunch today? I don't know. Where, where's your hope? You know, we, we talk about hope, but as, as believers, as, as people that trust Jesus, we can put our hope not just in things that we hope are going to happen, but things that we expect will happen, right? And so our, our hope in Jesus is that we expect Jesus to come again, right? It's not just that Jesus came, and that's what we celebrate with Christmas, that Jesus came to the world to save, but also that he's coming again. And so we have our hope in Jesus. And I know when we look at the, this Advent season and we think about uh, the, reading through the New Testament, the, the people then, they were, they were putting their hope in a, in a Savior that was coming, especially the time of Jesus. They were leading up to the time of Jesus. They're putting their hope in a, in a Messiah that was going to come, a Messiah that was going to come and redeem and restore and help people. <clears throat> and this hope is, is in Jesus. Not everybody has put their hope in Jesus, but this hope is in Jesus, and we see this fulfilled in, in the person and God who Jesus is. And so we put our hope in Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior. You know, a, a lot of times in the a fairy tale, a fairy tale story will end with these words, "Happily ever after." They they lived happily ever after. But guess what? That's all believers. All believers putting their trust in Jesus are going to live happily ever after. Now, I'm not talking about right now on this earth. I mean, yes, we, have, we are happy and we have joy because of Jesus. But happily ever after, for eternity, we're going to be living with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so we will live happily ever after. He doesn't promise the happiness and the, everything right now. We, will, we have a lot, some of that, but some of it right now, there's a lot of brokenness in our world. There's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of problems. There's a lot of sin. And we can look around and be really discouraged by what we see in our world. But that's why we need to keep our eyes on Jesus, especially in this Advent season. We keep our eyes fixed on Him. Our main idea today as we look in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 5 is, we're, is the hope of all believers is to live with the Lord forever. Live with the Lord forever. Believers in the past, believers now, and believers and however long the future is, all believers put their hope, have their hope, that they'll be living with the Lord forever. And that means also each other, but the hope is in the Lord. So I want to encourage you to, to turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and Paul is addressing, the Apostle Paul is addressing this a question that has been asked of, of him, and there's this, this thought you know, Jesus had been on earth. Jesus had been saving people. 
But what happens to the believers that are waiting between when Jesus came and when Jesus comes again? That's, that's us too, by the way. Between when Jesus came and Jesus returns, what happens to believers who die? And so there was some concern of this in this church. What, would ha- what happens to them? Because they're, everyone thought that Jesus was going to come back really soon. They thought maybe a, maybe a few months or years. But people are starting to die and people are starting to get worried. What's going to happen? What, what happens with believers when, when they're waiting for Jesus to return, but they haven't, <clears throat> Jesus hasn't come back yet? And so, so Paul addresses this. And he says this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and we're going to read um, starting in verse 13. It says, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you may, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. I just want to pause there for a minute. Paul, Paul wants us to know the truth. He wants believers in that church and then also us. He wants us to, to, be, to be informed on what's, what's happening. And people that are, are dead, what happens to them? People that are dead without hope or people that are dead with hope? Do we have hope in the dead or do we have hope in Jesus? And so he, he's saying that, you know, I don't know if you've been to a funeral where you've seen someone that you know there's a very low chance that they, are a, a, they were a believer. The very low chance that they accepted the Lord. And in those funerals, there's no hope. There's a lot of grief and sadness, but there's no hope. Because where, where's that person going to be for all eternity? Not with Jesus. Now, we, we don't know each person. Jesus does. But there's a lot of people that don't have hope. And, but they're, as believers, we have hope. We have a confidence. We should have a confidence of what's going to happen to believers, including us, when we die. Where are we going to be? We're going to be with Jesus. And so Paul wants us to, to not grieve like those who don't have hope, but he doesn't say don't grieve. It's okay to grieve when, when someone dies. It's, it's, it's really important that we, we grieve for them, but we don't grieve like those who don't have hope. We grieve knowing and trusting what Jesus said is true. And so he says this, he says in verse 14, for, for we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will, also, will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in the, in the Lord. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that when we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, the voice of the, of the archangel and the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will raise first. After that, those who are still alive and are left will be caught up in the clouds with them and will meet the Lord in the air. And we, ha- we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. So here we, here we see a lot of things that Paul is saying about what's going to happen to unbelievers unbelievers have no hope what happens to believers when they die they have hope that they're going to be with jesus but they're also they're going to rise with 
Jesus, when Jesus comes back, it says that the, all the people that have trusted Jesus that are dead, they're no longer alive now, are going to be raised back. They're going to be re- resurrected. And they're going to be resurrected with all the people that are, all the people that haven't died yet. Could be us, we don't know. All believers will come have a party in the clouds. And that party is to celebrate that Jesus comes. He's coming back. And I don't know, when a team wins a championship, there's this big parade that goes through the city and people are so excited about this, this championship that the team has had. Whether, whatever sport it is, there's this big parade and people are just so excited and cheering. But that cheering only is excited, it's only lasting for just a moment. Maybe a day, maybe a week. But then, sure enough, there's another championship that can be had or lost. But Jesus, the, the, it's, it's over. When Jesus comes back, it's over. We're, we're going to be celebrating with him for all eternity. There's, there's no more like, oh, well, maybe next year. Oh, oh well, this is good now, but later we'll, we'll have to try to see what happens. When Jesus returns... When Jesus returns, we're all going to be with him in the clouds, just praising him, exciting, and bringing him like this huge procession, this, this exciting thing that happens. It's only going to happen once, guys. So we've got to be ready for it. We've got to be excited. So let's encourage each other with the hope of our resurrection with Christ. All will be raised. All that have, has, have died will be resurrected. And if you're in the New Testament challenge, if you're on the right page today, which if you're not, that's okay. Just keep reading. But in, in first, at the end of 1 Corinthians, it, it's talk, Paul talks about this resurrected body and how we're all going to be raised with Jesus. So it's exciting that it kind of goes right along with today. But this resurrected body that we're all going to have, we're going to be, re, we're going to be resurrected with him if we have died before that. We don't know when Jesus is coming, but let's have this hope of anticipation. Let's not be like the ones that don't have hope. Christians should be characterized by the way that we love each other, but also by the way that we put our hope in something that's coming. What's coming is Jesus. So <clears throat> let me ask you, what does it mean that you're going to get to be with Jesus forever? Does that get you excited? Because right now, it's, it's a little different. Right? We have this, we have, we're in this world where there's lots of problems. Yes, we have Jesus. But, but what Paul says is, is then we'll, we will be with the Lord forever. After Jesus returns, we're going to be with him. That's, it's different than now. Now we have Jesus, we have his spirit, but later we're going to be with him together all and there won't be any sin there won't be any death there won't be any tears or sorrow we have hope that we will be resurrected with christ so paul says let's encourage each other with that let's have our hope in keeping our eyes on those days when when jesus comes let's be excited jesus said and that, that that there's going to be these people that, that uh, sorry in in matthew he was talking about how there's these these ten virgins this parable of this 10 virgins and they come and they're waiting on on this they're waiting in the night waiting they don't know when when the master's going to come back 
and some are ready and some aren't. Jesus wants us to be ready. He wants us not just to know that he's going to return sometime, but he wants us to be ready. And so then Paul kind of goes into this a little bit in chapter 5. Now, in, when Paul was writing this letter to the first, first Thessalonians, or the first Thessalonians letter, he didn't write chapter 4 or chapter 5. He just wrote all these words. And later they were separated. So moving on into chapter 5, it's, it's really a continuation here. He says, now, brothers and sisters, about the times and dates, you don't need to work, I don't need to write to you. I know it'd be nice if we knew the times and the dates. Who would like to know the times and the dates when Jesus returns? Right? It, it would, you know, the, it'd be handy, right? It'd be, it'd be nice to know, okay, it's exactly this time, or oh, it's, it's almost here, or oh, it's in a long, we don't know. It, but would it change how we live if we knew exactly when Christ was returning? I hope so, but I hope that's also how we live now. We have our hope that we're ready. We're anticipating his return. But Paul says we don't need to know the dates and the times. I know some people like to know the dates and the times. They, want, they try to figure it out. But that's not what the Bible's about. The Bible's about putting our hope in Jesus and love, letting, receiving Jesus' love and showing people who Jesus is. So he says we don't need to worry about the dates. And he says in verse 2, For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. You know, in the, in the movie Home Alone, I know my kids love to watch Home Alone, during, especially during Christmas season, this 11-year-old Kevin, he hears the bad guys say, oh, let's come back at 9 o'clock tonight to rob the house. Right? He knows when they're coming. And because he knows when they're coming, he can get the house ready. Now, it's a very humorous story about how he doesn't let the robbers get away with anything and it has all kinds of chaos. But we don't know when we don't know when jesus is coming but that doesn't mean we don't we shouldn't be ready we should be ready and and people there's some people that are like, they're just kind of saying peace and safety doesn't matter we don't need to worry about any of this stuff we live for today doesn't matter about tomorrow and it and it's sad it's really sad here because destruction comes on those people they, they can't escape it, it says. That's the bad news. The bad news is that people, are, that people have to pay the price of sin. And some people don't want to take the free gift that Jesus gives. It says in verse 4, he says, but, but you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that the day should surprise you like a thief. You aren't going to be like this, this person that's surprised because you're living in the day, not in the night. He says in verse 5, you are children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us not be like the others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. Paul 
is encouraging us. He's reminding us, if you believe in Jesus Christ, we don't live like it's night. We don't live like it's this darkness. Yes, there's a lot of people that do. But we don't, we don't belong to the dark. We belong to the day. We belong to the sun. The S-O-N. The Son of God. We are children of the light. You know, this time of year when the sun starts going down earlier and earlier, it, it can be a little bit more depressing because we have less light. Right? We, we want light. We, we want to live in the light. There's a lot in the Bible about how Jesus wants us to live in the light. Paul, Paul here is talking about how we believers are, are to live in the light of the day. We're to live like, like we're in the light. So don't be asleep. Don't act like you're asleep. Don't act like those people that are in the world. Because in the, in the darkness, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. In the, in the darkness, if, if you live in the night, in the darkness, it's just about how, let's just be happy. Let's just do whatever's going to make us feel good. It, living in the light doesn't make sense to those that are living in the darkness. They, people in the, in the darkness say, love is love. It doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman or anything. If, if you love them, it's okay. Sexuality doesn't make sense to those that live in the darkness. Uh, why would God have this such limited plan? And why, why is it can it only be one man and one woman? Like, why do they have to be married first before having sex? No, it, this is so limiting. That's what, that's what, when we live in the darkness, we think that God is, is just trying to limit our happiness. We try to, we, we think or they think that God is just not, not okay. It's just God wants whatever he wants and it's not going to be good for us. When we live, when someone lives in the darkness, the, the, the ways of, the, of Jesus don't make sense. It seems so narrow-minded. What? Jesus is the only way to God? Yes, he is. He's the only way to God. And that's great. That's great because Jesus gives life. Jesus is love. Jesus wants to wake us up to be alive for him. So there's bad news, but there's also good news. Bad news is that we need a Savior. And so, but let's encourage each other with this, this hope that we have our identity in Christ. Our identity, if you are a brother or sister in Jesus Christ, if you've accepted Jesus, if you live or Jesus, then your hope is in the identity that you have in Christ. It's not in the night. It's not in the darkness. But it's in the light, the light of Jesus. Let's encourage each other with that. And Paul continues here in chapter 5, he says in verse 7, and he's still talking about this, those that are those in, in the night, that are sleeping. He says in verse 7, for those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and hope, the hope of salvation as a helmet. 
For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with Him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. So here Paul is, is, is reminding us to live in the light, to be sober, to be alert, to be ready, to be awake, to be anticipating when, when Jesus returns, to be anticipating that we're living with purpose, that we're living with identity in, in Him. And He wants us to, to remind us that we have this hope of salvation. And, it, and He even talks about this like a, it's a helmet, this hope of salvation. Put it on like a helmet. This, a helmet protects your head. If you ride a motorcycle, you should probably wear a helmet because it protects your head. If you're in some kind of accident, there's much more, you're much, you have a much higher likelihood of surviving the accident if you have a helmet. The same is true here. If we have our, if our hope of salvation is we put it on like a helmet, it's protecting our mind. We, we know that our salvation is our only hope. We're living... We're living knowing that Jesus saves. It's not that I can save myself. It's that my hope is in our salvation through Christ. And we need to encourage each other with this, this hope that our salvation is through Christ only. You know, there's this landslide in India a few weeks ago, and there's 41 people were trapped. These workers that were, were working on this tunnel and they were trapped, and there was, there was no escaping for them. There was nothing they could do. They were living in the night. They were living in the darkness. There's nothing they could do to save themselves. Their hope was running out of being saved. But thankfully, 17 days into this, they were all saved, and all of them were rescued. All of them were, none of them died. But their, their salvation came not on their own doing. There was nothing that they could do to get out. There's nothing that we could do, there's nothing that we could ever do to save ourselves. That is the good news of the, the gospel is that Jesus came. Jesus came and he took our place. And even though we were living in the night and we were living in our sin, we were living for ourselves, we didn't have hope. And when we came to Christ, it's because of His mercy, because of His grace, His sacrifice. That's the only salvation. That's the only chance that we had to be saved was through a perfect Son of God that laid down His life, paid for our sins, and He rose from the dead. And, and by Him having resurrection, He shows that we will have resurrection. That where our identity is in Christ, that our salvation is in Him and through Him. 
And so we have this hope. We have this hope that, that He gives us salvation, that He's returning someday. That could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could be next year. It could be in many years. We don't know, but we live with anticipation of, of His return. And so as we celebrate Christmas, as we are getting ready, as we're anticipating all the things that we do at, around Christmas time and the joy that we have with each other, let's remember that the hope of all believers is to live with the Lord forever. It's to live with the Lord in a perfect world. Whether it's believers in the past, current believers, or, or believers in the future before Jesus comes back, all believers, our hope is that we're going to live with the Lord forever and ever. So if you are a believer, how will hope affect you the, the way you live this week? How does hope affect how you live? Maybe something specifically is, is how we can pray. How we can be ready for Jesus to return. That we can have joy in our salvation. The salvation that He's given us. That we have this hope in our identity. The way that and living into the living as children of the day, as children of the light, not living in the darkness, not being like the people around us that are walking around in the dark, thinking that everything's okay for them. That our salvation is through Christ, and we have this hope for for all eternity. And what I really like part of this uh, section here in the in First Thessalonians is that two different times Paul says, therefore encourage one another. As the body of Christ, he wants us to encourage each other. We can, we can live this life on our own, us and Jesus by ourselves, but that's, that's only the first piece. We, living together as a family of God Brothers and sisters in Christ, we can encourage each other. Paul says here at the end here, build each other up just like you're doing. Are you building each other up? Are we helping each other? Are we reminding each other of the hope that we have in Jesus? Are we, are we thinking and praying for the church family? Being a blessing. Looking for ways to encourage each other. Looking for ways to, to build each other up. So let's have our encouragement in each other that we're giving that our hope is in Jesus Christ alone. That someday we're going to be resurrected with Him. We're going to have earth, we're not going to have our earthly bodies. We're going to have our heavenly bodies that are going to be glorious, and we're going to be worshiping Him all the time. Our our identity is in Christ, and our salvation is only through Christ. Well, let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are our hope. We thank you that our salvation is in you alone. Lord, we pray that we would be, each this week, we would be looking for ways that we can encourage each other, ways that we can build each other up, ways that we can remind ourselves to be ready and sober and alert, to have our hope in you and in your salvation. We thank you, Lord, that you came and you made a way for us to be with you forever. We pray that our joy would be in you. That we would get to be in your presence. 
We thank you, Lord, for your sacrifice. And Lord, we ask that we would be united as a church. United as a family of God. That we would be so thankful to worship. So thankful for the sacrifice that you made for us. That we could encourage each other. That we could bless each other. That other people would see the hope that we have in you, Jesus. And that would be attractive. And that would bring people into the light, away from the darkness. Only by your spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.